Pastor Taylor isn't here. Uh, we've been at staff retreat this past week, so um, I came home early, but he is came home a little bit later and is staying to to relax and spend time with his family. So he's not here tonight, but he still did a wonderful teaching for us. Uh, so we are going to just in a minute watch a a short video teaching. Um, it's not very long. It's only about eight minutes. I think this might be the first time that we have done a video teaching this way. So it's new, um, but that's okay. Um, so we're continuing through our Roman series. So I preached last week, uh, Romans chapter 5, 1 through 11. And so we're just kicking back off um, in Romans 12 verses, in Romans 5 verses 12 through 21. So anyways, um, we're going to play the video. So go ahead and if you could get your attention to the screens. Uh, we're going to go ahead and kick that off. Last week, Kaylee talked about the beauty of how we can have restoration because of what Jesus did on the cross. And this text displayed of how we can have peace with God and the hope of eternal life and be saved from condemnation and have a restored relationship with God through what Jesus has done for us. And so tonight, we're going to talk briefly about how the sin of one man is what brought condemnation and it was through another man that redemption was completed. And um, Kaylee talked about how there was this one time where she did not receive the punishment that she deserved. Her and her friend, they uh, stole these two plastic necklaces and they shouldn't have stole them. Their parents told them that they couldn't get them. And um, they took them anyways. And then when their parents asked them about it, Kaylee's friend took the full uh, punishment for her and um, you should ask Kaylee about the outcome on her end. She was telling me about it, and it's pretty hilarious. Um, but I want us to think about something that is the opposite of that, where I want you to think of a time where you received a punishment that you didn't deserve. And I think if you're a, if you have a sibling, um, this is probably a common occurrence for you, where your sibling gets in trouble for something, and maybe you... Uh, get in trouble as well, just kind of like this guilty by association. And so you receive this punishment as well. Um, I also think about like school projects, like group projects and how um, if the rest of your group is not doing the same amount of work as you and you're kind of pulling the weight of everybody and how if you receive a bad grade, it's like you got punished for doing all of the work and it can be like super, super frustrating. But if you think about it, all of life, is basically like this. And the reason that we experience sickness and murder and death and selfishness and immorality or anything else that causes pain is because of one person. And so we are going to read about that in Romans chapter 5, verses 12 through 14. It says this, When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. Yes, people sinned even before the law was given, but it was not counted as sin because there was not yet any law to break. Still, everyone died from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even those who did not disobey an explicit command of God as Adam did. Now, Adam is a symbol, a representation of Christ who was yet to come. So the word that is translated to Adam in English came from the Greek word anthropos, which is a generic term for mankind. And so Paul is saying that sin 
and death came into existence through Adam or came through mankind. And this sin and death is passed down to everyone. And um, this sin is described um, in the Bible as a person's sin nature. It's our default mode of operation. And as we've talk, been talking about over the past this past month, this sin nature is what causes um, separation and unity with God. Um, and at the end of verse 14, it says that Adam is a symbol, a representation of Christ who was yet to come. And so in this context, Paul is referring to the literal Adam, not mankind in general. And so he's saying that Adam is a picture, a representation of Jesus. Um, and what, what he is doing is he's showing kind of the similarities of how both were sinless in the beginning and both of their actions had consequences that affected all of humanity. Let's read verses 15 through 17. But there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to our being made right with God, even though we were guilty of many sins. For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness for all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. So as I said, these two men were sinless in the beginning and both men made a decision that resulted in consequences that affected all of humanity. Adam began life in perfect unity with God and was sinless, but was deceived into thinking he could be like God, know all things. And in Genesis 3, it talks about how Adam's um, downfall and desi desire to define wisdom on his own and to trust himself. And in contrast, we see Jesus's life in the New Testament. We see a man who was also fully God. He was perfect and sinless, not just in the beginning, but throughout his entire life. And he was in full unity with God the Father. And he lived the life that Adam was unable to live. And since the result of sin is death, in order to relinquish the penalty of death for all humanity, Jesus took upon himself the penalty of death for all of us. So verses 18 through 19 says this, Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. And this is good news. And it wasn't just any man, it was Jesus. And remember, when, when we thought about a time when you received a punishment for something you didn't do, um, we ourselves didn't bring sin into the world, but we pay the price for that sin each and every day. And Jesus didn't bring sin into the world either, but as Romans chapter 5, verse 6 says, 
Kaylee talked about it last week, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. So we're going to wrap it up with these final two verses. Verse 20. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. But as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So knowing God's law shows us our sin, but ultimately it shows us God's grace for our lives. So I want to end with a big idea. It's that sin and death came through one man, but life also came through one man, Jesus. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, Pastor Taylor. Um, so, yeah, that was a great message. Um, there, there he is again. <laughs> That's okay. Um. So, yeah, Pastor Taylor talked about how how sin came through Adam, but life came through Jesus. That was his big idea. And um, even we see the results of that every day. We see the results of sin, um, and they're great. But how much greater is what Jesus did for us on the cross? And like we talked about last week, that is good news. It's good news. So let me pray for us, and then we'll head into our small groups. Jesus, thank you so much um, for abundant life. Thank you that you died for each and every single one of us that are here. There is not a person in this room that you did not die for, um, and you did that out of love. You did that in their place so that they might be um, in right relationship with you. Um, we thank you that that we are your children, that you know us, that you know us by, by name. Um, that you're with us through everything we go through. Um, there isn't a day that that we are walking in this life that you are not walking right beside us. Would you help us to be aware of you, of your presence in our life, God? Um, we thank you that, that what you have done is sufficient, that your grace is sufficient, that what you did on the cross is sufficient, Father. Would we know that when we put our faith and our trust in you, um, that we don't need to carry the, the repercussions of sin anymore. We don't need to carry guilt and shame and condemnation, um, but that, that we can put on your righteousness, your right standing with God um, is, is clothed over us because of what you've done. Um, will we seek you every day of our life, God, and know you to be the good, good father, the good friend, um, the good God that you truly are. Uh, please be with us as we head into small groups. Be within our conversations. In Jesus' name, amen.